0: Are you looking for accurate, on-time bookkeeping for your business? Are you tired of spending hours working on your books or stressed that they may be incorrect? Would you rather be making money? Then look no further than Bookkeeping Alaska. They offer quality, no-hassle bookkeeping and payroll solutions, servicing small businesses across Alaska. Call them today for a free consultation at 907-519-3860 or visit their website, www.bookkeepingalaska.com. Bookkeeping Alaska, bookkeeping done right. This podcast may contain projection, exaggeration, sensitive discussions, and dark humor. We do not condone violence or harm to anyone for any reason. All opinions are of our own and do not reflect the opinions of our places of work and or friends and family. Positive side effects may include, but not limited to, patriotic desires, Benjamin Martin syndrome, throwing tea in a harbor, an erection lasting longer than three hours, red, white, and blue stool, sudden thirst for communist tears, beer-bonging and whiskey, sudden craving for excessive amounts of bacon, and waking up in Mexico with blood on your clothes and a torn ticket from an illegal donkey show. What is up, all you hardworking human beings of the world, and welcome to Small Town Famous. Today, I have a special guest, special guest for me, because I've known this person for like 21 years, and it is the first type of episode that we're doing for this. It's going to be called Business Spotlight, where we kind of give the guest speaker, who's also a business owner, a chance to talk about their business, pros and cons, ups and downs, the struggles on getting how they got there. Etc. and where they want to go. Um, So this is kind of a test episode, but uh, I'm excited to do it. You want to say hi?
1: Hi, everybody. And
0: introduce yourself.
1: I'm Tabitha with Bookkeeping Alaska, Tabitha Anderson.
0: Heck yeah. Um, So we'll get into your business, but if you guys are curious on what I'm drinking right now, I am drinking some medium roast from Hold the Line Coffee Company, and I have a little plug typed up from the owner himself in which I will read for him Hold the Line Coffee Company is a veteran-owned coffee company that serves high-end quality coffee to anyone who enjoys a nice cup of joe. We are committed to not only serving excellent coffee, but also serving our men and women in uniform and first responders who on a daily basis hold the line. With every bag of coffee that is purchased, a portion of the proceeds will be donated to either military or first responder charity that we support. Once you try our premium coffee, the only question you have to ask yourself is will you answer the call, will you hold the line, And my little personal notation on this is it is damn good coffee. I'm glad I found them. I will be ordering a shitload more. And I told them this, so I'm excited to to tell them, hey, start sending it up because I'm going to be distributing it out to some of the fire stations for the boys to try. So um, check them out, guys. HoldTheLineCoffee.com or on Instagram at HoldTheLineCoffee. Put in an order, get some coffee, and uh, do better because you're drinking it because it makes you better. Right? it does. <laughs> All right. So you started Bookkeeping Alaska. Uh, how long ago?
1: Uh, let's see. We started on May 31st, 2020. So we are coming up on two years now.
0: Two years in. Has almost. it gone by quick?
1: It has. It feels like it, we just started. I, I still say we just started a bookkeeping business and we're actually two years in almost. So
0: yeah. And you, you came along. I remember when you, uh, approached me about it. It was like, asked me like, would would this be a good idea to start this? Um, I knew nothing about it. So why don't you explain a little bit about what it is you do?
1: So bookkeeping Alaska helps small businesses keep their finances in order. um, So that when tax time comes, you're not scrambling. You're not trying to find somebody to basically do exactly what I do Mm -hmm. last minute. So um, I like to do monthly maintenance where I take care of your account each month. Um, okay. if there's any questions, we ask them in that month. So we're not nine months down the road. What did you spend here at Walmart? Or, you know, what did you buy at Costco? Mm-hmm. You know, those type of questions come up each month. If, if it is a question so we can, um, you know, be on top of it. Gotcha. We're not scrambling every April 15th or March 15th for businesses. Yeah.
0: So. Did you have like prior experience doing this where you have, have you done this before as a job and then you decided you wanted to do it yourself? How did, how did you get to the point of, Hey, I can do this on my own?
1: Yeah. So I worked for, um, well, I worked at a credit union for a long time, <clears throat> excuse me, eight years. And I was in the accounting department and I did several different, uh, positions there. So, um, that really laid the foundation for like the, Uh, background experience Mm -hmm. that I have Um, and then before I worked at the credit union I did some um, office management and that's kind of what bookkeeping starts out as is um, you know managing the ins and outs Mm -hmm. and uh, so after I um, stayed home with babies for a couple years I um, started working for a CPA and basically doing what I'm doing now and then when COVID hit she wasn't able to keep an employer on, an employee on. Mm-hmm. So that was when my husband and I decided that why not just do it for ourselves when, you know, I know how to do it. I know how to run a business because that's what I do. Mm-hmm.
0: Um oh, That makes sense. I never thought of that.
1: Yeah. So it, uh, it just worked out, um, you know, that summer of when COVID hit, mm. Everybody told us it was a bad idea. There's a pandemic, not a good time to start a business, but we didn't really have a choice. It was that or not work because we had, you know, I had to stay home with babies. They weren't in school because of COVID Mm -hmm. and
0: so. So that's, I got to, that's like plus points for me because you started a business probably during one of the worst times you can imagine starting a business like during a pandemic. Right. So what steps did you have to take when you decided you wanted to start a business? What did you have to do to just get that kick started? I, I have no idea what it takes to start a business. Um, so walk us through like how, the steps you had to take to even just get it going.
1: So our very first step was um, we were actually uh fun fact is May 31st is our anniversary. Mm-hmm. That's the day we bought our business license. Um, we were on date night. because it was our anniversary and the kids were with, I think grandpa and we were brainstorming and we um, we were thinking of a name and I said bookkeeping Alaska and my husband was like that's kind of (laughs) generic and I was like but it's not it's not a title it's it's a verb it's bookkeeping Alaska I am bookkeeping the state gotcha and from there, he was like, oh, yeah, I get it. And we bought the license that night. And then from there, I work from home. So our startup was very small. We got a laptop. Um, I was already pro-advisor certified, so I didn't need mm. to take those steps um, for, you know, experience and education and whatnot. I had all that. Um, so basically, to get started, we just had a business license. And then we started advertising. Uh, we did like a, you know, family funding Mm -hmm. where we asked, you know, family and friends to help us donate to the business so we could get started because we did a pretty expensive marketing campaign to begin with, Mm -hmm. which in hindsight I would not do. (laughs) Um,
0: we'll get, we'll come back to that. Remind me to come back to marketing later.
1: Okay. Yeah. So we did that. Um, I was on unemployment because, you know, I had lost my job and we got our first client for 97 bucks a month and I let go of unemployment on faith for that 97 bucks a month. Mm -hmm. So that was really terrifying. That was our very first client.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and we didn't get another client for two more months, but then at that point it started rolling. The marketing kind of started gaining traction Mm -hmm. and you could, you could feel it. And then, um, to this day, now we have fifteen clients.
0: Nice. So, I think that's five more than what you told me last time. You had like ten.
1: Yes, yes. And we actually we had uh, we had nineteen. Mm-hmm. Um, but my uh, one client, they decided to go with an in-house accountant gotcha. uh, because they had five businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we um, we parted ways on good terms. Mm-hmm. We just they needed somebody in-house, somebody there
0: full time. Yeah. Is that pretty common that happens?
1: Um, I'm finding with larger businesses, if they have like more than one location, it's typical that they need somebody in-house.
0: Gotcha. Do you ever ask them, you know, maybe to keep the client, is there a way to work with them to where you can keep their business or do they, do they reveal like how much cheaper it is, I guess, to do it in-house to you? Like, can, is there, are you willing to work with folks like that or you just kind of accept they're going to go in-house because you, the amount of work you put in just can't, you can't take the hit on, on expenses. Right.
1: Well, it's not so much the expense. It's that um, for our purposes, I need to be able to work from home. Yeah. And if they need somebody in-house, then obviously I can't be there physically.
2: Gotcha. Um,
1: so I wouldn't, I'm not not open to it. Mm. Like I would love to have a client with multiple locations. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of... Can we make it work remotely? Mm-hmm. Can we do this all by Zoom and email yeah. and whatnot? Um, which is what I usually just use Zoom and email. Okay, so to communicate with my clients is, and we don't communicate often. It's usually once a month mm-hmm. that we and and if there's any questions, maybe at the beginning of the month. But we, I can stay out of your hair. if yeah. I'm your <laughs> if I'm your bookkeeper, so.
0: Right on. So I, I'm sure it wasn't easy. There's a, there's a lot of people out there. And, and one of the goals I want to gear like this podcast to is um, trying to motivate folks that want to start a business. A lot of them, I, I feel like, you know, maybe they're too scared to, they don't know where to start. Um, they're scared of, of failure, which I, uh, everyone doesn't like failure. But I think a way to combat your fear of failure is knowing that you're going to learn from it and improve from it. So if you can, Give us an example of a time that didn't go well when you started your business. Um, what happened? You don't need to name clients. I think you already know that. I don't have to warn you. Some folks accidentally let client names slip and I'll edit it out. But give us an example where it, so it it didn't go as as planned and how did you learn from it? Um, how did you deal with it? And what came after, after it happened?
1: So I guess uh, that would be that, the client that I lost that big client. Um, it was very discouraging. It was, you know, understandable. Mm-hmm. They needed something that I couldn't provide. Um, but taking the loss, you know, financially was a hit mm-hmm. and it was kind of in that moment where I was like, do I really want to be doing this? You know, every month I have to worry about if everybody's going to pay or, you know, if they're not going to pay that affects, you know, can I pay my own bills? Mm-hmm. And would it be easier to just be an employee and have a guaranteed check? Yeah. Um, Ultimately, my husband encouraged me not to give up and Mm -hmm. um, stick with it. You know, he's like, you're going to lose clients. You're going to get new clients. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was definitely a challenge for me was to kind of come back from that. Um, And it was right before vacation. So that was kind of stressful. Like, oh, we don't have any money for vacation. (laughs) But we were fine. We had a great time. but it's it's scary to start a business and know that it's all on you Mm -hmm. um but it's definitely rewarding because i'm sitting here chatting with you in the middle of wednesday right because i can Mm -hmm. you know um I have a flexible schedule. I am home when my kids get home from school every day. I make them lunch every morning. I'm involved. Mm -hmm. I'm not missing anything. And then I'm still getting my work done. And I'm still providing for my family, you know, with my husband. And we just, it's working out great so far.
0: Mm -hmm. So they say it takes about two years to turn a profit when you start a business. I mean, I, I imagine. So how much did you invest initially and, so, and you don't have to give a number if you don't want to but i i can imagine you've probably you're making profit now
1: oh yeah so the first year we um we made about twenty thousand after expenses mm-hmm. um but we did on paper we had a loss because the advertising was expensive we gotcha. invested about six grand out of the gate
0: holy cow
1: yeah on a on a three market three month marketing campaign through um it was through a local marketing company but it was like google ads and facebook ads mm-hmm. um so it was very valuable there were some things that i got out of it that um you know i still use for my clients mm-hmm. um but that initial six thousand dollar hit i didn't actually get any clients from that marketing mm-hmm. you know i track where my clients come from and none of them was none of them were from them yeah so I don't know, you know, if we hadn't spent the money, had, would we still get the same clients that we have now? I don't know. But the, you know, the initial investment um it didn't have to be um it didn't have to be that much. Mm-hmm. Um we could have done it without the marketing and then um this in the second year, we hit about 60,000, and our goal this year is 100,000. Nice.
0: You answered so. one of my questions already is what's your next projected goal? That's awesome. Yes. Um, so, in regards to like marketing, for someone starting a business, what do you, the do's and don'ts when it comes to marketing from what you've learned?
1: Uh, don't spend money on things that sound too good to be true <laughs> because they are. <laughs> um, let's see. Don't. Well, do Facebook. Facebook is where it's at. And I've had other, um, I've seen potential programs that I've thought about taking with these marketing professionals. And that's one of their biggest things is Facebook, Facebook, Mm -hmm. Facebook. Um, So that's where I'd say 75% of my clients have come from Facebook. Mm -hmm. And the rest is referral. So I had a call today right before I came here, and and I asked, you know, hey, how'd you hear about us? And he's like, Oh, I've seen your Facebook ad a, a dozen times, and nice. <laughs> I've been meaning to call you for weeks. So definitely, Facebook would be a do. Um,
0: Instagram too. I know their own. I mean, Instagram's owned by Facebook, but do you can you tell if your traffic comes from Instagram? I haven't
1: had any from Instagram, but everything I post on Facebook automatically posts to my makes business. Sense. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I post everything double, I guess, but with one click of the button. Yeah. Uh, so, um, and then just staying consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, I can feel it when I'm not consistent. Yeah. Because the phone's not ringing or I'm not getting messages, and um, you know, preemptively we kind of turned the marketing off before vacation, and I had a quiet vacation. It was really nice. Mm-hmm but now we have to you know ramp it back up and get some momentum going mm-hmm. again um to replace that big yeah. client so
0: do you ever identify like a time of day as best to post your advertisements on Facebook i've i've researched cuz i'm i try to post specific times for those podcasts alone um i've read like tuesday wednesday thursdays at 11am and like 5pm or something like that are the best times to post have you ever noticed anything like Posting at a specific time?
1: Um, most of my posts happen. So I schedule my posts on Monday morning. Mm-hmm. I schedule them for the whole week and I put them at eight AM. And my thought behind that is is everybody's getting up and going to work and scrolling in the morning One. while they're drinking their coffee. And yep. um, so I don't want to post it too early so it gets lost. I post it around eight, so hopefully it's right there in the feed. Um and then I boost the posts and I only spend about a hundred bucks a month on marketing now. Nice. Um, yeah. So and I I boost Facebook posts and, um, you know, I was told if you're not spending thousands in marketing on Facebook, it's not going to do very well, but I'm only advertising on a local level, so it works well enough for me.
0: Mm -hmm. So you've told me you have clients out of the state of Alaska. I do. How did that happen? How many do you have out of the state of Alaska? And is it difficult to run them versus in-state? Like how, how did that even happen to begin with?
1: Well, the um, a referral mm-hmm. is how it happened. Uh, they're in Hawaii. Ooh. Yeah, so um, I do. I work. I do everything exactly the same as mm-hmm. I do for the ones that are here in Anchorage, um, or I have one in Fairbanks. Uh, so then, the only difference is um, they have different, uh, like sales tax. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something I refer to their tax accountant anyway. Um, okay, because it's tax. So, um as far as you know, just everyday typical transactions, I take care of them exactly the same way. um And then their payroll is a little different, but I don't process their payroll. They still handle that in house. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah.
0: so I mean, it sounds like you kind of have to learn a little bit about tax stuff.
1: You have to know the basics. Okay, I you know I worked with the CPA for two years, and um, while I was there, I was doing the day-to-day bookkeeping and then I was helping her prepare the tax returns. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's stuff that you have to keep up on if you're actually filing. Like, they do a 1040 book camp every year, mm-hmm. uh, uh, boot camp mm-hmm. every year so that you can learn, like, the latest mm-hmm. um, in that year, the, the tax code. Gotcha. Um, so I haven't been doing that. I haven't been staying up on that, but the basic, like know, the gas mileage Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, you can only claim 50% of meals and entertainment and that kind of stuff. Those are the types of things you stay up on and make sure that you're in line with. And then payroll taxes is another thing. I do process payroll. I have a CPA oversee it through the client, Mm -hmm. but I make sure everything's in balance and make sure that everything's coming out of the account that should be and everything's getting paid.
0: Gotcha. And you, you mentioned that there were some, obviously there's different tax stuff depending on the state. So is that a kind of a big pain in the ass for you? If you get a client from another state, do you have to learn something specific to that state?
1: Um, because I don't handle the sales tax, um, specifically, um, I don't typically need to learn anything mm-hmm. different. I use Gusto for payroll and okay. Gusto takes care of all like the back end of taxes and stuff so if they are in a different state then gusto knows that and acts accordingly yeah so gusto is one of the programs i use along with quickbooks online
0: quickbooks i've seen that a lot i think probably because i i like all your ads on facebook so how the algorithm uh works on facebook so like i'll like your ad and then like that same day i'll get advertisements for QuickBooks. And I'm like, yes. the only time I've ever heard of this is when Tabitha talks about right, it. Right, right. So what are the objectives of your business? So like, what's your five-year plan?
1: Um, in five years time, I would like to not be running it. Um, personally, mm-hmm. I would like to still own it and have employees running it for me so that I can focus on our brick and mortar store idea that we're coming up with here in the next year or two
0: is that something you can share or is it like top secret
1: so far it's top secret just because i don't know if he's gonna pull the trigger
0: you can share it with me afterwards though right I can. okay sweet i'm excited to hear that so okay so you want to have employees um so for all you folks maybe wanting to work for a place like this if you're interested uh what characteristics do you want in new hires
1: Um, teachable. Yeah. Yes. I, um, find that teaching old dogs, new tricks is not easy. Nope. And, uh, somebody who's willing to learn and be teachable really. Mm -hmm. Um, just because if they're not willing to work with you and learn from you, then they're not going to be able to grow with you. Mm -hmm. So that would, teachable is the biggest one. A
0: moldable person. Yes. Have you ever been on the end of that? Like have you have you been in a situation where you're interviewing or hiring people?
1: Um I've been a part of the process where I get to help say I like the person or not, but mm-hmm. I've never been able to decide on okay. Yay or nay.
0: Have you like uh, have you trained new folks coming in?
1: Yes. When I worked at a local credit union, I would when we had a position open, I would take that position and then the new hire coming in would train on my old position. Mm-hmm. And I did that six times over eight years. So I have a lot of experience training the incoming person on whatever needs to be trained.
0: Yeah. So the reason why I brought that up is because I, I did a like a three-part episode last season on like work habits and what it's like to interview some of these newer generation folks coming in. So I think you and I are old enough now to be in a spot to where, you know, those young 20-year-olds or mid-20-year-olds, we've identified kind of negative habits that this particular generation has, not all of them, but asking you wanting to be a business owner, I'm sure you've run into specific brackets of people coming in. Yes. And you've probably identified... a a lack in a lot of things maybe social skills what is that lacking thing that you identified with people that maybe didn't work out with the position
1: um just the desire to complete something
0: Mm -hmm. i'm sorry (laughs) that tiktok (laughs) Um, attention span of like three to seven seconds yes
1: (laughs) um half-assing it um i have this problem with my own children Mm -hmm. just they want to just kind of just do the bare minimum to get it checked off the list Mm -hmm. and trying to teach my kids work ethic and you know just an awareness also Mm -hmm. like i keep thinking of the cashiers at like walmart yeah and they're high schoolers and i remember working in high school and i took it seriously Mm -hmm. and these kids are on their phones and they're you know scanning one item at a time one hand (laughs) at a time and i'm like come on yeah so definitely um there's definitely a bracket there that is identifiable like you said
0: yeah um i i've been on the end of hiring someone like we used to do panel interviews at the clinic i worked at and you know there were i want to say sadly i'm not exaggerating this number but i feel like eight out of ten candidates we just not prepared to, to work. Right. Um, I think.
1: They the, just want the check.
0: Yeah. And the downside is, you know, where everything's like a quick fix nowadays um, and there's not a lot of initiative. And that was one of my, I, I can't remember the question that I had Ward. It was something along the lines of um, what is initiative to you? And I can't remember my question, but we had like a list of 15 questions. I'm like, I got to add one more in there about initiative explain initiative and how, how what it is to you right and it it threw a lot of them like on a loop you know right. they they there's like a canned answer and a lot of the times when you're interviewing people they give like a canned answer but they never give an example of um, solving this problem to the question and i i i realize like a lot of these folks never had like previous work experience so they have no freaking actual example to give and it makes you wonder like man you're 24 years old and you have no social and life experience mm-hmm. you have your four-year degree or two-year degree but you didn't you didn't gain any like social currency i guess to you know yes. what i mean
1: yeah that's actually how i got my job with my last uh the cpa mm-hmm. um she had hired or she had interviewed two people the day i interviewed and One was incredibly qualified, four-year degree, you know, Mm -hmm. all the things. Um, But when she interviewed, she had no, like, life experience, like you said. Like, she didn't work in high school. Mm -hmm. She didn't. She just went to school and went to college. And then she got out, and she wants to go buy the book. And my boss is like, you know, life doesn't work by the book. You know, you have to be able to work around what real life happens Mm -hmm. because accounting and bookkeeping, you know, it's like a puzzle and it all fits together at the end but if you don't know how to do the life part then it's not going to it's not going to translate mm-hmm. to your job
0: yeah. to your to your work that makes sense so i mean it sounds like you're ready you have an expectation when you're going to hire <laughs> yes. someone so you guys you guys heard her man if you if you need to work on it you got to work on it because if you want to work really anywhere Um, you got to get some life experience. So back to your business, we can get a little fun with it. How would you characterize the working culture at your company?
1: Very, very (laughs) laid back. Do you Um, get to like
0: Netflix and work?
1: I, sometimes I do. Sometimes I do. I actually like to watch Big Bang Theory while I work. Mm -hmm. So it's like having music on, but that's my choice of music. Um, I can take naps whenever I want. Mm-hmm.
0: No boss to come around the corner and scold you.
1: Nope. Nobody. <laughs> nobody bitches at me when I'm on my phone. You know, my puppy can come to work with me. What?
0: Bring your dog to work day? <laughs> oh wait, because you're at home, right? <laughs>
1: yep. He sits on my lap. The little puppy sits on my lap while I work right now. He, somebody has to break it to him that he's not a lap dog.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How big is he?
1: Right now he's 12 pounds. Okay. He's gonna be 60. Ooh. Yeah. That, He's a pity,
0: so. That's got to be fun. I mean, it would be cool if I could bring my dog to the fire station. Be cool. Maybe someday. Maybe. Firehouse dog <laughs> or something. He's not a Dalmatian, though. Like that's the, okay. Like the stereotype has. So um, So on a given day, because you work from home, um, how many hours a day do you spend working on your business?
1: About four.
0: See, look, look at that, folks. Four hours a day. A lot of people can't hack eight hours a day mm-hmm. so you work four hours is it Monday through Friday do you ever work on weekends
1: I do um but it's by choice it's okay usually because everybody's doing something else and I'm like hey let's work on some numbers mm-hmm. um if I'm not you know painting or reading but um so I don't have to work on the weekends if I don't want to and then Typically in the summer I don't work on Fridays either. Ooh. We like to go down to um Man Made Lake um out on Connectic. Okay. And hang out for the day and inner tube and stuff like that out mm. on the lake.
0: So do you are you paying I just have like a healthcare question. So being a business owner, are you, did you find some kind of third party healthcare that you're paying to or are you on with your husband's?
1: We're luckily still on my husband's okay. and his is paid for through work. So awesome. we're lucky there. Very right lucky.
0: On. I'm just kind of curious, like how all that's going to work when you start your company. Right. Right. And I, I have no idea how any of that works in regards to like getting a healthcare plans for your coworkers. I mean,
1: right. And employees and stuff. That's something you definitely have to consider. Um, in the new little brick and mortar shop, we'll only have part-time employees. So we won't have to worry about healthcare. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually we'll have to worry about healthcare for ourselves. Gotcha. because We would, need to have healthcare through that business.
0: Mm-hmm. Man, I can't wait till you do that. I'm, I'm going to advertise the shit out of it. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we can wrap up here soon. I just wanted to kind of go back on some of the tough times starting a business. Like I said, I think, I think that's one of the most intimidating things for people wanting to start a business. So, you don't need to go on any stories on what happened, but how, how, what do you recommend folks to just power through the tough times? How, how do you, how did you do it? And how can you kind of just give that advice to someone else that might be scared because they don't want to go through those dark days of just shit and not feeling like it's going to work out and you're going to lose everything you started? Right. What do you recommend the folks that are scared of that, that haven't taken that leap? And how did you make, make it through it and how do you what do you recommend for them to get through it
1: so i think um this is a facebook quote i see all the time it's uh, you know in six months from now you'll either have six months of story or six months of excuse Mm -hmm. and i think about that because or or the one that's like um you're not starting from scratch you're starting from experience Mm -hmm. so pushing through is really the only thing you can do um Mm -hmm. when it's scary and knowing that you have to i mean you have to take a leap of faith really yeah but you know taking the precautions to keep your own assets safe and stuff like that mm-hmm. but knowing that you have to take a leap of faith and um you know just pushing through you know it's you know it's the generic
0: yeah just keep going yeah like.
1: just keep going you know it's um
0: Never, never, never give up.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you do give up, get back up,
0: mm-hmm. you know. So I, I'm a firm believer in in um in surrounding yourself with, like, successful people. Did you do that? Did you find friends that own businesses and you kind of went to them?
1: Yes. Actually, we did. We, um, you know, we went to lunch with a couple, of, you know, a couple different people that we knew in different industries mm-hmm. and, you know, picked their brains and, you know, asked for suggestions, advice. Um, I actually have a lunch with one of, I consider her a mentor Mm -hmm. and uh, she helped us from the beginning and we're going to, you know, get in contact with her and pick her brain about taking the next step for our, for the bookkeeping and making it uh, an LLC or an S corp and, you know, taking that next step. So definitely having the community around you, Mm -hmm. surrounding yourself with like-minded people. Um, And then I guess going back to, you know, having you know, suggest, you know, what to do to push through those dark days is have a community, mm-hmm. you know, uh, my best friend knows I have, you know, dark days and she's there pushing me, you yeah. know, it's just today, you yep. know, and my husband, you know, he always hears me, you know, the whining about wanting to give up, <laughs> you know, Yeah. and he's like, you know, you where were you this, this time last year? Look how far you've yep. come. Like, look how far you could come in another year, you know? Mm. So just making sure you have a supportive community is important, too, to be able to move forward and just to be successful, I think.
0: Yeah. No, I, I'm, like I said, I'm a, I'm a pretty, I'm a firm believer in surrounding yourself with um, people who have failed and now are successful. Because if you surround yourself with folks that all they do is daydream but never do, I think okay. you'll never go, you'll, you'll stay in the exact same.
1: You'll just keep rev- daydreaming yeah. with them. Yeah.
0: And I'm not saying folks, you know, ditch your negative friends. I'm just saying it's, there's nothing wrong with, with going out there and finding new groups of people that are successful and, and just learning from them. Cause you'd be amazed what you can, what you can learn.
1: Right. And then, you know, by doing that, you become that, a positive person in that negative person's life. And mm-hmm. hopefully you bring them up with you.
0: Exactly. It's contagious. Yes. Positivity is contagious, just like negativity, but people it don't is. think of that. Is. So well, uh, we can wrap this up. Now's your chance to spew out all of your social medias, how to find you. Um, are you open to clients? This is your time. Go.
1: All right. We are taking new clients. Uh phone number is 907-519-3860 website is www.bookkeepingalaska.com we're on facebook at bookkeeping ak um instagram same one and can't wait to hear from you
0: yeah so check them out guys Uh, like i said i i've known tabitha for like 21 years um
1: it's closer to 30 now
0: is it am i off like
1: four right four or five Start. Oops. Yeah. Why do you
0: got to say that? Now I feel super freaking old. Okay. So closer right. to 30 years. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> I lied. Um, so I, I, fully trust Tabitha and her husband and her, and their business. Um, they are awesome people, awesome family. Check them out. If you learned of them through me, just let them know. It's no, it's no benefit on my end. I just want to know. We if you just want to know. <laughs> um and don't forget to like and share Small Town Famous Coffee Bourbon in the Grit in Between. Uh we are gaining traction, but I always like more traction. Um so yeah, like and share, rate the podcast. We only like five star ratings here, so you know, just go ahead and click five stars whether you like me or not. Yes. Please. Do it. It's awesome. Anyways, thanks guys. I hope you enjoyed this. Hope you learned something. Um, check out Bookkeeping Alaska and I will see you next time.